G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are going to be reviewing my top tw- top 10 sleeper videos. This is the video I did in the preseason. We're going to be seeing how those picks have gone so far. We're over a month into the season, so let's get into it. Let's go! open. Chicago with the lead! Not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life. AD basketball. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Curry for three. Wow! Unbelievable. Making it rain in New York. We the North are now we the champions. Not the destination. This is the journey. Mamba out. G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at BallBoysNBA and on Instagram at BallBoysFantasyBasketball. Today, like we said on the top of the show, we are going through um, the top 10 sleeper predictions that I had in the preseason and seeing how well they've done so far. I'm using these videos. I did one already on the bus predictions. I'm using these videos as a bit of a um, keeping myself accountable, reflecting on how well I've done in terms of the predictions, where I think players are going to go from here. Um, and sort of, yeah, more so just to keep myself accountable, use a bit of reflection and just kind of learn from the process along with you guys. Uh, I'm not always correct, as I'm sure you will soon um, see from these these picks. Um, just a disclaimer, reminder, this is not who has been the best sleeper so far this video, this year. It is based on a video that I did in the preseason. I have already made these picks. These picks were 13 players. 10 in the top 10, three honorable mentions that I made in the preseason that I thought were going too late in drafts, and I am reflecting on how well they've done so far. This is not my pick of who has been a sleeper so far this season, Uh, so you won't see players like Brook Lopez on this list because I did not think that he was going to come out and be a top 40 player like he has been so far this season. I did not make that prediction, so I'm not going to include him on this video. I want to make that very clear. I've got a lot of people asking... Where was all these other guys last time when, obviously, I didn't make the prediction that they were going to bust? Uh, like Anthony Edwards, I did not predict that he was going to be playing as poorly as he, is, as he did, nor did I did do that with Kane Cunningham in that video. So they weren't included on that video, even though they are considered busts at this point. You can have a lot of players like a Brooklyn Lopez that are definitely considered sleepers at this point. But we are reflecting on a video that I've already done in the preseason. So with that all out of the way, sorry that went a bit longer than normal, we are going to get stuck into it. Like we said, we've got three honorable mentions that we're going to go through today. I'm going to talk about where they were ranked at the time that I recorded the preseason video that I had them on the list and what they are currently doing at the moment and a little bit about where I think they're going to go from here. So first honorable mention we've got here is Drew Holiday at the time of this recording of the recording of the sleeper video. He was the 38th ranked player on Yahoo. I had seen him go later than that in a lot of mock drafts into the 40s. Um, So 
He was someone that I thought, uh, in my rankings, he was a top 30 player. I had him right on 30. Um, I took him higher than in a number of drafts as well, just based on what I did previously. If I was getting players like Kyrie Irving um, or, or Anthony Davis or someone considered a little bit risky earlier in the draft, Drew Holiday was often the guy that I put in there as the quote-unquote safe guy. I very much considered him a lock for third-round talent. He, um, to me, was someone who was maybe being a bit overlooked just because there was nothing really different in the Bucks lineup. They had the exact same team, minus Chris Middleton, who's missed the start of this season this year. Last year, he was the 34th-ranked player, so I thought... Uh, and he also missed the start of the season that year, so I thought he would be able to do at least top 35 numbers. If you punted blocks, he was a top 25 player, and in a lot of those Kyrie Irving teams that I drafted with Tatums and uh, Tyrese Halliburton and the likes, um, I was punting blocks. So for me, he's a guy that I have in a few leagues. Um, and so for me, so far... Reflecting on Drew Holiday's performance, he is currently the, what is he, the 29th ranked player through 11 games. That is including um, the game back from injury. I will put a disclaimer actually out there. I'm recording this during the games on Monday in the US, Tuesday, um, Australian time. So the rankings might not exactly link up, but there's not too many of these guys playing at the moment. I think Drew is, and I don't think he's putting up a great performance at the moment, but before the injury, he was putting up top 20 numbers. Um, since being injured, he has come back on a minutes limit. So he is struggling a little bit more right now, but I expect him to still be that lock for a top 30, top 35 player. Um, ranked at 38 on Yahoo and often drafted in the 40s. I think there's probably about a rounds value for him. So didn't quite make the top 10, um, but definitely made an honorable mention. I think that if you drafted him outside of the injury where he sit, uh, he sat four games and now is on a bit of a minutes limit. Um, I, I don't think it'll last much longer. So hopefully when he gets rolling again, you'll be happy with Drew Holiday on your team. A great points, threes, assists, steals, solid percentage guy who's just really, really solid. And I think that he is going to be doing what I expected him to do. So uh, we assigned L's and W's on the last one. I'll do a little bit of that today. But just keep in mind, however, there's a lot of nuance that goes in fantasy, especially when we're talking about category leagues and punting and things like that. So I will assign a generic W or L to each pick so far and give myself a grade based on that, but listen to what I'm saying in terms of builds and what I expect a player to do and whether or not they've done that so far, and then make up your own mind in terms of how accurate you think my assessment and analysis of a player was in the preseason, at least through the first five weeks of NBA action. So for me, I'm going to call Drew Holiday a W so far. He's outranking his spot by nine ranks so far. Um, that's including injury-affected games and minutes limits. He was a top 20 guy before that, and often he was going in the 40s. So for me, I think that for an honorable mention, I wasn't expecting him to completely smash his position, but I think he was slightly underranked. So that's a W for me. Uh, moving on to the next honorable mention, I had Jakob Pertl. So Jakob Pertl in the preseason was on Yahoo the... Where was he? He was the 70th ranked player at the time of that video. He is currently, actually, I think he might, he's the 72nd ranked player, but 
it is very much build specific for Jakob Pertl. So if we went in and punted free throw percentage, and what I like to do, if you are part of the season guide, I assign a half weighting to turnovers. I don't punt it automatically, but I do give it a half weighting because I think that's a truer reflection of a player's value. Um, I don't like to throw out the turnover value completely, but I don't think it's as important as the other categories. So that's when I have my punt ranking. That's what I'm talking about. Punting the category and a Assigning half the value to turnovers. So in that format, if I if I just punted, if I just left the turnovers as is, he would be even higher than this. If I was punting it completely, he might not be this high. But in that half weighted turnover punt free throw percentage build, Jakob Pertl is the 36th ranked player so far this season. We knew going into the season drafting Jakob Pertl that he was a punt free throw guy. So I hope, and everything that I spoke about Jakob Pertl was about being a punt free throw guy. So in that build, he's a top 40 player so far on the season, averaging 13.5, 9.7 rebounds, 3.5 assists. Awesome. Um, 0.9 steals and only 1.1 blocks so far, 64% from the field. So those blocks have every bit of a chance to increase getting closer to two per game. The assists are looking really, really nice. He's very much involved in the offense, distributing and playing, um, you know, 28 and a half minutes. That's about where I expect him to sit. He could get even higher than that, but um, he doesn't need to be. He's doing top 40 numbers at that time anyway. So again, if he's the threat of the trade is often talked about with Jakob Pertl. I think if he is traded to a certain uh, another team, he will be a starter because he's really good. Um, he will get close to that 26 to 28 minute a night roll. So I think regardless, he is someone that I think, uh, I think so far it's a big W for him. Top 40 in a punt free throw build, which I hope you had him in when you were drafting him or at least considered that. And even in a non-punt free throw build, he's about returning that value anyway. So um, it's not a big L. So I think Considering he was known to be a punt free throw guy, I'm going to call that a W so far. So two from two in terms of the honorable mentions. And this next one here is also a big W. Probably should have, uh, in hindsight, made the list. But uh, he was on my list sleepers the year before. Again, uh, someone commented recently, often the guys I like are a year too early. So look for maybe some of these guys on the top 10 list this year to be killing it next year. But the last honorable mention was OG Ananobi. He was maybe my number one sleeper last season. Um, was all about the breakout last year, but Scotty Barnes' arrival, a few injuries and COVID interruptions kind of ruined his season. But before the season started, he was the, where was he? He was the 56th ranked player on Yahoo. I saw him in a lot of instances going in the 60s, sometimes even in the early 70s in draft because people were just bored by him. Um, Scotty Barnes' hype was was very high, so um, a lot of our analysts just were passing over him in favor of other players, and that has bite a lot of people on the bum because he is the 17th ranked player in a per-game scenario so far. The 9th ranked player, if you're talking totals, he's played 17 games. His averages look very, very reasonable to me outside of enormous steals. Uh, 19 points, 1.6 threes. That could easily jump up another three per game. Six rebounds, two assists, 2.5 steals is enormous. He's an excellent defender, but I don't think he's going to be doing 2.5. It might be closer to 1.6, 1.7. 
Um, so that might drop him down a little bit, but it could also be offset by a rise in threes. In the last couple of years, he's been doing 2.4, 2.4. So at 1.6, that could easily jump back up over two. Steals might drop under two. It's probably a net loss, but in terms of where he was drafted inside the or uh, late 50s, early 60s, I think that's a huge whinge. I think he is easily capable of returning top 40 value this season. Um, it's about where I was hoping he would be last year. I had him um, uh, in my rankings. Where did I have him? I think I had him at 51. I had him. Yeah, 51. I had him ranked there. Again, not super different from Yahoo's rankings, but I had him on the honorable mentions because of the anecdotal evidence and what I was hearing from other analysts saying that he was someone in the 60s and later. So I thought that he was getting a bit passed over in a lot of instances. Uh, people were taking players like Desmond Bain, CJ McCollum, um, those kind of types over him. Jalen Green was, was taken over. Keldon Johnson was being taken ahead of him. Um, Shengun, Jonas Valanciunas, all of those types of players were going ahead of him. Sometimes Jalen Brunson, who has been pretty good, were going ahead of him. So I think that he was someone that I was taking ahead of all of those guys. Um, it's a post-hype breakout. He was... Um, Again, someone I was really keen on last year, but it is paying off now this season. So I expect all those numbers to stay up, except maybe the steals drop off, but the threes rise as a, an influence. And I expect him to remain a top 40 player moving on. So I'd call that another W for the honorable mentions. So three Ws for the honorable mentions. Not huge ones, maybe outside of the OG and an OB pick, um, but just solid picks, I think, so as well. Number 10 on that video. Again, reminder, this is on the video that I did in the preseason. I had Nicholas Claxton. Now, Nicholas Claxton at that time was ranked the 126th uh, player on Yahoo. I believe that actually fell lower in the updates. I think he went to like 130 or something like that, or 140 even. It was it was crazy. So he um, he was definitely someone that you could have got very late in your drafts. So far, he is the 85th ranked player on a per game value. However, so that's already an awesome steal so far. But if, again, you are punting the free throw percentage, which I did suggest when you were listening or reading the guide on ballboysnba.com, he is currently the 38th ranked player. So two spots behind uh, Jakob Pertl. And he's doing that in just 26.7 minutes per game. So the minutes aren't anything extreme. He is doing it on the back of um, super efficient shooting, 71% from the field, 1.8 blocks, 8.3 rebounds, uh, low turnovers. He's getting uh, 11.5 points, 1.3 assists, and nearly a steal per game. So nothing crazy out of the ordinary. I think he can maintain nearly all of that. Maybe the minutes trend down a little bit. There's a bit of concern with how he fits in with Ben Simmons, but I still expect him to be getting close to 25 to 26 minutes per night. You can see he's already a top 40 guy in a punt free throw build um, in under 27 minutes per night. So in that kind of a build, I expect him to be a top 60, top 65 player. I said that if, if he was playing 30 plus minutes, he'd be a top 50 guy easily. And I think that is the case. Um, but when he was ranked at 126 on Yahoo, enormous steal. A lot of people were worried about the fit with him and Simmons, and, and that still remains a slight concern, but at that point in the draft, it was a risk that I was 100% willing to take, and whilst he has a little bit of that risk still there with Simmons coming back and playing well, um, I think that he is someone who 
regardless, if you drafted him outside the top 100, you're absolutely laughing and loving the value you've gotten so far. And if he continues it, it's it's just extra uh, cherry on top, extra icing on the cake. So I think, again, I'm going to call that another another pretty decent W for the sleeper picks. This next one might be the biggest W of them all. And again, I can't say that I'm going to pre- pretend that I expected this from him. But I was probably one of the highest on Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who was my number nine pick. Now, I made this selection at number nine in my... This is the thing with injuries, right? I thought in the preseason that he was going to miss some time coming into the year. I had him at rank... uh, Where did I have him? I had him at rank 45 on the preseason guide. Before the injury, before the injury, he was a second-round player for me. I'm pretty sure I had him next to DeJounte Murray. Um, if I go back to the previous iterations of this season guide. So I had DeJounte Murray at 19. So then that means I had Shea Gildas-Alexander at 20 before the injury. So again, if hindsight, if I had have known that he was going to be healthy day one of the NBA season, I would have had him around that rank 20 spot. With the injury uncertainty, I thought he was going to be a bit like Chris Middleton, and it turns out we were way too cautious with Shea and way and not cautious enough with Middleton, um, so both of those players probably should have been much further apart from each other. But... Um, you know, the fact that in Yahoo, he was ranked 58, so nearly pick 60. Uh, a lot of analysts out there were saying they were just not going to draft him because of the worry about the shutdown. And whilst that still is a risk, he is so, so good. And it is so plainly obvious to see to the rest of the NBA world at the moment, he's getting talked about a lot more in public circles. The Thunder are not as bad as maybe what everyone thought they were. Um... I think the shutdown and the tanking narrative is slowing. It often is something that is carried around, maybe unfairly, with Oklahoma City. Um, but I always challenge that narrative because players like Josh Giddy were getting very hyped. So we were applying the narrative to Shea, but not Josh Giddy. I, I never quite understood that. So for me, even when I thought he was going to miss two to three weeks of the season, I still said he was going to be someone that was worth drafting in the 40s. He didn't miss any time, um, at least to start the season, and obviously is a... Uh, what is he ranked on the season? He's the second-ranked player. Now, I did not expect that. I said in the uh, in the blurb about Shea, uh, where did I say? I said I wasn't, wouldn't be surprised if he was a uh, first-round player. Um, what did I say? It would not shock me if he's a top 20 player come season's end. Um, before Chet's injury, I was confident drafting him. Uh, I was a little bit more nervous now, but if your playoffs end in March, I have no reason to uh, suspect that he will get shut down. Uh, so I think that he is someone that it, we've seen it before in the fantasy playoffs last year, in the second half of last season. He was a first-round guy, nine-category league. So he has always had that upside. Um, so for me... It's been amazing. It's been better than I thought. I still think... I I think he's a top 15 player the rest of the way. Like, very, very comfortably. Could it be a top six or seven guy? Yes, absolutely. There is absolutely... He can continue to do what he has been doing. He's currently 31.1 points, uh, 1.23. So again, he's not even hitting that many threes. uh, 4.6 rebounds, 5.9 assists, 1.8 seals, 1.4 blocks. Elite efficiency, 53% from the field, 90% from the line, 3.2 turnovers. 
maybe all of that just comes back a little bit. Maybe instead of 31 points, he's averaging 28. Instead of 1.8 steals, it's 1.6. Maybe instead of 1.4 blocks, it's 1.1 or 1.0. He might go from 53 to 50% or 51%. But all of those things can pretty much maintain where they're at. It might drop him to sort of like that late first, early second range, but you're probably not going to get a first-round player for him. So I think you just continue to ride it out, and, and he might just continue do, doing what he's doing and being the top three, four, five fantasy player. Uh, it would not shock me at all. Um, I just think he's really, really good. He's played 15 games on the year so far. Um, so again, massive W, I think, for that one. And if you were someone who did manage to get him in the 30s or 40s, you're absolutely laughing. If you got him in the 50s, if you got Shay in the 50s, let me know down in the comments below and let me know where you are sitting currently in your fantasy standings because I'd imagine you're doing pretty well. And uh, yeah, congrats if you managed to get him in, in a lot of your drafts. So um, let's move on to the next one. So Five W's so far. This is probably where we're going to take our first L. At number eight, I had PJ Washington. Now, it is an L. I'm going to give myself an L here, but to PJ Washington's defense, I'll say, what was he ranked? He was ranked 93rd on Yahoo at the time of that video recording. Um, PJ Washington is currently the 122nd ranked player on a per-game basis. Now, Again, when we apply punting and different certain things, PJ Washington was always, to me, someone who you either punted points or you punted field goal percentage. I have him in a lot of leagues, actually. I've got him in about four leagues. Um, And in all of the leagues that I have him in, I'm punting field goal percentage. Um, I like him because he's a center-eligible player that hits threes. He normally gets decent assists and steals as well, and his free-throw percentage is not bad. So he's essentially like a shooting guard player in a center-eligible position. Um, So for me, that kind of production is really valuable. And again, if I applied that punt uh, uh, ranking to him, so if I punt field goal percentage, half waiting to turnovers, he comes out as the... um, 96th ranked player. So again, ranked 93rd in the preseason on Yahoo. 96 in that punt build, which you would hopefully have him in. It's still an L, so I'm going to give myself the L, but I don't think it's an absolute disaster. I've had people asking me whether or not we drop him. Absolutely, I do not think that. And I think he has scope to improve from this. So last week, he's the 54th ranked player. Um, I think he can be a top 80 guy. I think he can be someone that gives you solid uh, out-of-position stats. Uh, I, he's averaging 1.8 threes. I think that can go over two. 1.9 assists, that can go over two and a half. 0.7 seals, that can get over one steal per game. So just little improvements here and there. Um, the rebounding, 4.8. He's done 5.2, 6.5 in the past. So never an elite rebounder, but he can be better than 4.8 per game. I don't, I'm not worried about LaMelo and Terry Rozier coming back. I actually think that kind of maybe helps him a little bit. Just take a little bit of the um, pressure of the number one or two offensive role. He can kind of settle in a bit more and do a bit more of that defensive stuff, which he's really good at, facilitate a little bit more. Um, He's playing 32.7 minutes per game so far, which is very encouraging. He was the 102nd ranked player last season in 27 minutes. So he's playing an extra five minutes per game. Um, It's just really the fact that he's not getting as many assists and the uh, poor percentages on higher volume is hurting a little bit more. Um, So again, if you punt that field goal percentage, I think he's going to be someone that I think eventually 
is a top 80 player. At the moment, I'm taking an L, but I hold out a lot of hope that this one will turn into a, a, a decent pick, especially if you were adding him to a team that used him the way that I suggested in that sort of punt field goal percentage pseudo shooting guard in a center eligible position. Um, so one L so far, five W's. Another L coming this this one. At number seven, I had Ben Simmons. Uh, undeniably, he's been disappointing. Absolutely. You, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Ben Simmons has been good. He's not. Uh, he is currently, if I pull up Ben Simmons, um, uh, sorry, I didn't have him, one, him loaded there. He is currently the 157th ranked player. Now, in the preseason, he was the 83rd ranked player on Yahoo's projections. Um, I had him in my season guide. Now, remember, I'm very much catering this to -to head-to-head leagues and considering punt strategies. I had him at rank 53 in in my rankings. Now, in the, in the little synopsis that I've got him here, um, he's someone that if I'm drafting in a punt free throw percentage or a punt free throw percentage and punt three build, I am drafting him around this spot. I was never going to be drafting him if I was not in that build. So again, and it's pretty obvious, I find, but in case maybe it wasn't, he was always a punt free throw or a punt three or both kind of a player because we know that his percentages and his lack of contribution in threes is a very big negative to his game. However, the things that he does do really well is he's a great field goal percentage guy from a point guard position. He's a good assist guy, a good rebounder as a guard. He's a great steals guy, and he actually provides decent blocks from the guard position as well. So on a team where you don't care about free throw percentage, you don't care about his lack of threes or his scoring, he can be really, really valuable. And again, if we go to that um, that certain build scenario, in a punt free throw percentage build, if I just bring up the Brooklyn Nets here, uh, he is currently the 104th ranked player. Nearly top 100, as bad as he's been, averaging less than eight points per game. He is still nearly a top 100 player. If I'm punting threes and free throw percentage, he is the 61st ranked player. 61st. Um, look, that's... Pretty close to where I had him ranked in the season guide, and he's been awful. So again, I'm giving myself the L, but I don't think it's as disastrous as we maybe make it out to be because of the negative attention he's getting. Yes, he's not scoring very well. Um, there's been troubling signs. I understand that, and and I, I am disappointed with what he's doing so far, but the most recent games have been encouraging. His most recent game yesterday, 22 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, and a steal in 35 minutes. The game before that, 15 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, and a block. Shot 100% yesterday. Shot, uh, sorry, 84.6% yesterday, 100% the day before, 71% the day before that with 3 assists and 5 rebounds and a steal. The signs are there. Like, it, it's... He he's recovering from an injury, off-season surgery, mental illness. Again, we it's an easy target because we call him soft, and he's and I don't agree with the way he handled everything in Philadelphia. However, when looking at his fantasy contribution, he still has the elements and the um, the ingredients of what was there before. And it and it's good rebounds, it's good assists, it's great steals, it's good blocks, it's good field goal percentage. And it's all still there. He was never someone who's going to give you points. He was never someone who's going to help you from threes or free throw percentage. If you drafted him that expecting that, 
then I don't know what to tell you. Um, you would have hoped that maybe he scored a little bit more, so his field goal percentage carried a bit more weight. I would have hoped that he played more minutes um, than he has so far, at 27.7 minutes per game, and that will ultimately help his rebounds and assist numbers carry and his steal numbers carry up a bit more. The field goal percentage has corrected itself from earlier in the season where he was shooting under like 46%. That's back up now to 59%. So the more minutes, the more confidence he plays, the more aggressive he plays. I think there is a real scenario that he returns top 50 numbers in that punt free throws, punt threes build uh, from here on out. He can be a top 100 player in nine category settings is my uh, my thought process from here on out. But again, uh, I'm giving myself the L, but I, I'm seeing signs that I'm still encouraged. So both with he and PJ, especially in the specific builds that I recommended them drafting in, I think that they can still be decent options. So uh, hopefully if you have him on your team, you're not panicking too much. I think he still will be okay. All right, moving on to the next guy, the guy I had at number six on the sleeper videos, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. So Kevin Porter Jr., on that ranking show was the 105th ranked player on Yahoo. He is currently, again, uh, this one's a bit more of a, a less cut and dry one. He's uh, the 113th ranked player so far. But again, so, so again, it's not value. You wouldn't necessarily call that a sleeper or a huge W, but I don't think it's a huge L either. 20 points per game, two threes, six rebounds, six assists, 1.4 steals. They all sound pretty... Freaking awesome, right? Um, here's where it hurts. 42% from the field, 74% from the free throw line, and nearly four turnovers. So that's where it's an issue. I always suggested that he was a punt free throw player because in, usually in a punt free throw team, you've got good guys with great field goal percentage like a Rudy Gobert, like a Zion Williamson, like a Giannis that can overcome a poor field goal percentage player like a uh, like a Kevin Porter Jr. So if we were to have a look again at that ranking on a punt free throw percentage, half waiting to turnover. So I'm not even punting the turnovers completely. Let's have a look at where he uh, ends up. He's the 59th ranked player. So 59th ranked player versus 113th. Again, build makes an enormous difference on these players. So basically, you're doubling his value essentially. It's probably even better than that. Doubling his value or more so in a, in a punt free throw build. And if you worry a little bit less about turnovers, which I think you should, then his value is much, much higher. Again, if I go back to my reflection of preseason rankings, I had um, Kevin Porter Jr. at 58 in my rankings. He's 59th in a punt free throw build. Um, okay, I'm one spot off so far, but... To me, again, if I look at the spiel here, um, at the end there, again, everyone who's a subscriber, you can go and have a look, but I'll read out the last little section. He's still a punt free throw guy in my opinion, but I think we could be in for some good years from the tw- good numbers this year from the 22-year-old and someone who I think has good upside at this point in the draft. They adjusted their rankings and he was 94th uh, after this, um, but at 105, I think both are still too low. And again, top 60 in a punt free throw build, and I... You know, you can't tell me that 20 points, six rebounds, six assists, two threes, and a steal and a half per game is not really, really awesome. Uh, I, I just, I just, I, I won't listen to that argument because, yes, his ranking isn't as reflective as that might seem, but again, build specific 
matters. In a points league, he's flying. He's doing really, really well. So I think that Kevin Porter Jr., I'm actually going to give myself, as, as weird as it sounds, I'm going to give myself a W on that one because I was very clear about him being a punt free throw guy compared to where he was ranked at outside the top 100 to get a top 60 player in that build. I think it's a huge W, and I think that he has every scope to continue to improve on that. Um, you know, he started the season much better from the field, um, has dropped off a lot recently, but his most recent couple of games have been awesome, uh, and I think that there's no real thing to, for me to see that I think he's going to get any worse from here. So for me, I think that's another W uh, on the sleeper build. Um all right, moving on. We've got the top five here now, guys. Let us know what your thoughts are in the, down below. Do you have many of these players on your team, and how are you going with these guys? Um, I'd be very interested to hear in your, your results so far this season, guys. So next player here, Jamal Murray. In the preseason, he was ranked 111. 111, which was, uh, again, pretty crazy to me. They did change it to 65 um, later on. I had him in my rankings at 57. And so far on the season, Jamal Murray is the 147th ranked player. However, however, in the last two weeks, he's been the 43rd ranked player. We knew, we did know, it was shouted from the rooftops. He's coming off an ACL. He's missed the entire season last year. He's going to be rusty. When he was rusty, we came out. He, he was in the buy low show. We doubled down on that. He's rusty. Send out a buy low. He's going to be okay. He's going to be fine. In the past two weeks, 43rd ranked player, 19 points, 1.83s, 5.8 rebounds, 5.5 assists, 1.5 steals. He's still only shooting 40% from the field, guys. That can continue to come up. Um, he's going to be better than that. He's back to shooting over 90% from the free throw line, which was one of the weird things at the start of the season. He has been a high 80s guy in the past, so that free throw percentage is much more reflective than the 77% from the free throw line for the entire season. So again, a strange one. You look at the start of the season, but again, I hope you understood that Jamal Murray was going to start the season rusty. It's 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 week five in the in the in the season, and the last two weeks he's been a top fifty player. So if you drafted him closer to pick one hundred, you had to wait through two crap weeks or three crap weeks, and you've already got a top fifty guy. I think that that is a clear W to me. Um, and he's going to, I expect this to continue. I expect it to be better, to be honest. I think he's going to average more than 20 points. I think he's going to hit more than 1.83s. I think that the free throw percentage will stay there. The field goal percentage will get better. He'll shoot better than 40% from the field. So to me, I think that there's easy scope for him to keep this up, top 50 numbers, and be a top 40 guy from here. Um, so again, I know it's unconventional and you could say, yes, by the totality of this season that it is an L and he's been the 147th ranked player. What are you talking about, Mitch? Um, but if you think about what we were expecting at the time, it's gone about exactly what I was expecting it to be. And when I made this list, that was why I put him at number five and not higher. Because if I thought he'd be doing this from the get-go, well then sure, if he's ranked 111, he's the number one sleeper pick. But we had to bake into a bit of a, a, the fact that he's going to be slow to start. But he's cooking now. He's doing what we expect him to do. So very, very happy with what Jamal Murray is doing. So again, I'm going to give myself a bit of a W. So to reflect so far, Ben Simmons, PJ Washington, L's. Um, I'm, I'm going to uh, make sure I'm very honest and harsh on myself there. But outside of that... Um, Jamal Murray, Kevin Porter Jr., Shea Gilles-Alexander, Nicholas Claxton, Drew Holiday, OG Ananobi, and Jakob Pertl. I'm pretty happy with the results of those seven players. So seven wins, two losses, I think is about where we're at so far. These next two, I'm pretty happy with as well. 
Number four. I think he might be the biggest sleeper so far this season. Lowry Markadon. He was my fourth-ranked player sleeper. At the time of this recording, he was the 108th-ranked player on Yahoo. Uh, Pretty crazy, right? Um, He was in my rankings, if I quickly scroll down. Um, Where did I have him? I had him 76th, so obviously I wasn't ever expecting this. He was a top 70 player the previous season. Um, Now, again... As I outlined in the guide, that is artificially, in my opinion, inflated by the fact that he averaged less than a turnover per game. Um, I expected the ranking to be higher than when I had him ranked, and that is the case with Larry Marketing. He is doing it with... I mean, he's averaging two turnovers a game, so he's doubled his turnovers and he's still doing really, really well. What I didn't foresee is the 2.3 assists, the 0.9 blocks and the 54.4% from the field. Those three things I did not expect. And I think that there is room for that to regress, although the assists I'm more encouraged by, and I don't think, like last year he was shooting 45% from the field. The year before that, he was shooting 48% from the field. I think it's much more likely that he finishes close to that 48% from the field number than the 44. So I think that that is something that can definitely improve. And if you combine that with the high usage that he's getting, he's going to be someone who probably averages 20 points per game. He is going to hit more than two threes per game. He's going to keep rebounding it above eight per game, in my opinion. Uh, I think that the assist can stay over two. He's never averaged more than 1.5 in this in the past, but he's playing a more prominent role. He's a more featured guy on this team. So I think over two assists, everything he's doing outside of maybe the field goal percentage coming back to like 48, 49%. I think is realistic to expect. The blocks, I think, can come down. He's never averaged more than half a block per game. Is that 0.9? So it's 0.4 blocks. Doesn't sound like much, but it's enough to bring his ranking down. I see him as a top 40 slash top 50 player moving forward. Um, So again, much higher than I had him ranked. Way higher than Yahoo had him ranked. Um, So if you did manage to get him in that uh, punt block, punt, Field goal, although he's helping your field goal percentage, but any any real team, really, he's absolutely helping your squad. So, again, uh, I'm going to call that a huge W. I'm not going to say that I expected this. I absolutely did not. I would have had him number one, again, if I expected this, but he was pretty high. I was very confident in him absolutely smashing the numbers that Yahoo gave him earlier before that last-second sneaky change that they made on draft weekend. Uh, so, again, another big W for the sleeper video. Number three, Devin Vassell. Devin Vassell was ranked on Yahoo 86 at the time of this recording. He was another one that changed at the very last second before the draft. Um, He changed to... Where did he change to? He changed to 57 uh, very sneakily. I had him pretty much all season inside my top 60. He was 56 at my ranking. Uh, I think he maybe leapfrogged Jamal Murray at the last minute after that injury. Uh, player like uh, Shengun, he leapfrogged as well uh, when there was a bit of question mark about his role. But uh, nonetheless, he was always around that top 60 kind of level for me. On the season, Devin Vassell is the 56th ranked player on 13 games, he's averaging 20 points, uh, 3.23, 3.8 rebounds, 3.4 assists, 0.8 steals, and one point, uh, sorry, 0.5 blocks, um, 47% from the field, and 73.5% from the free throw line. He can be better than this. He can absolutely be better than this. 0.8 steals, 
Um, you could you could almost go and double that. He can definitely be someone that averages close to 1.4, 1.5 steals per game. Um, 73.5% from the free throw line. He was 84 the last two seasons. So you can go ahead and basically add another 10% to his free throws, which is absolutely going to change his value. You might see his field goal percentage drop back a little bit at 47%. Uh, it looks like he's better. So the previous two years, he was 43 last year. The year before that, 40%. Um, so... Uh, whilst it might not go that far, I expect him to be closer to maybe 45%. So you take off 2% from his field goal percentage. So that maybe drops his points back to like 19 or 18. So uh, someone averaging 19 points, three threes, four rebounds, three and a half assists, one and a half steals, 0.5 blocks on excellent efficiency. That's a top 50 player. That might even be a top 40 player uh, in a nine-category sense because he doesn't turn the ball over very much. Um, I think that he is definitely someone I'm very, very encouraged about. The only threat is the Spurs tanking and resting of players. Uh, I think that is a legitimate concern. But for me, he was a guy that I had. I he was my pick. It was between him and Larry Markin, between most valuable player. Sorry, most improved player. Um, I ended up picking Devin Vassell as my most improved pick. Uh, could work out. He's very much in the mix, as is Larry Markinen and a few other players. But I think that, yeah, he's doing pretty much exactly what I expected, if not uh, underperforming so far, but still uh, absolutely smashing his ranking in the 80s where a lot of people were getting him. Some people were pushing a bit higher into the 70s, late 60s. I still had him higher at 56 on my ranking, so and he's delivered so far on that one. So very happy with Devin Vassell. Another W there. So I think, what is that? Nine Ws so far. Uh, that will be the end of our W's here. So again, my number one and number two have not worked out very well, but I think on totality, I've done okay here. Um, so again, let me know in the questions down below. Uh, I know probably people are going to feed me for these top two, but uh, yeah, let's see how we go. Number two, Jalen Smith. Ah, Jalen Smith. Okay, now this one is, is, I won't lie, it's been a bit of a disaster. It's, it's not been good. It has not been good. He was, before the season, at the time of recording this video, 142nd ranked on Yahoo. So the reason he was at number two is because that he is by far the lowest ranked player on this list. Did I have him the highest on this list compared to other players? No. Let's have a look at where I had him ranked. I believe, actually, let me just find him. Jalen Smith, I had him at 82 on my rankings. I thought after the uh, All-Star break in 25 minutes per game, he was the 87th ranked player. I thought he could at least do that. Um, I didn't really see that much of a threat behind him to take his minutes. He's just been bad. Now, if I read out his stats, though, 11 points, 1.13s, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, 0.2 steals is terrible, but we never expected much from there. 0.9 blocks. They're all kind of... It's basically what he did last year, except the efficiency has fallen way off. 43% from the field, 69% from the free throw line. Uh, Last season, he was 50% from the field, 76.5% from the free throw line. So that is where the the value is different. He's, He's getting more shots, 
or actually probably the same amount of shots, but the efficiency is just not there compared to what it was after the All-Star break last season. He also hasn't received the increase in minutes that I thought he would get. I thought that he would be pushing closer to 27, 28 minutes per night. So far, he's averaging under 25, so fewer minutes than what he was at the end of last season when he was traded to Indiana. But even in that role, I thought he could be a safe top 100 guy. He has not done that because of the poor efficiency, which is hurting his points, it's hurting his field goal, it's hurting his free throws, it's hurting his threes. That all being said, he is the person on this list that I'm least confident ever bounces back. I think that the talent maybe just isn't there. He was someone that maybe I got a bit too carried away in terms of a small sample size, and and it's making me rethink how I consider breakouts in the future, and I'm going to be developing a bit of a, a, a way to communicate that, and I want to back a little bit more my ability to uh, have a look at a prospect and, and back my ability to think whether or not I think they're good or not, and weight opportunity a little bit less as opposed to what I think of their ability because I never thought that he was very good. I didn't. I, I thought he was all right. I didn't think he was horrible by any stretch, but the reason he was on this list was because of the opportunity that he had in front of him and the, uh, the production that we saw at the end of last season in that opportunity that he had as well and the potential for that to be even further this season. So... A learning for me to maybe take those smaller sample sizes with a grain of salt, not get too excited about someone that we've only seen for a short period of time and extend that across the next season. Um, I still would be trying to hold on to him if I could. He is someone that has had, he had an 18 rebound game just two games ago with three blocks and four assists. Um, 14 uh, and five rebounds with the three is, is not great, but it's, it's not horrible. He has been putting up a lot of duds, but there's also been some decent games out there. So again, if I'm dropping him, it'd be it'd be hopefully for someone who's got really high upside that can beat this because I don't think there's many players, especially in a 12-team league, that have high upside for, for me. So I'd be trying to hold on for a little bit longer, but understanding that he might be your worst player on your team. So it might be getting close to that sort of level at the moment if you are struggling. But if you can, I would persist a little bit longer uh, if I could. But uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm the least confident with Jalen Smith as I am with anyone else on this list, and uh, I am worried about him. And of course, that's a that's a big old L on my head for that pick, so I apologize. Um, the last guy, the number one fantasy sleeper on that video, I had Jabari Smith. I have been talking about Jabari Smith for what feels like an eternity now, uh, both for good and bad reasons. Obviously, he's been disappointing. Obviously, I'm not going to say that he has done well. I'm, I'm not. I'm not here to tell you that. 174th ranked player on the season. Again, similar to Jabari to, to Jalen Smith. Before the season, when making this video, he was the 137th ranked player on Yahoo's list. So he is up a lot higher compared to some of these other players because he was so far down the rankings um, before the season. Now, I did have a lot more faith in him. I had him as the 61st ranked player on my season guide, which looks a bit stupid right now. I admit that it does look stupid. Um, He was adjusted to 73 on Yahoo at the last moment. Um, I did have him ranked this high because of how well I thought he would fit in punt field goal percentage builds. I thought he could be a top 50 player in a punt field goal percentage build. Um, I thought that his 
stats from college were pretty replicable. He only played 29 minutes in college, put up 17, two and a half threes, uh, seven and a half rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, um, shot 43% from the field, 80% from the line. I thought he could pretty much do that this season. What has not happened, a couple of things. He shot 33% on the season. Um, yeah, absolutely horrible. That has reduced his points. So down to 11 per game as opposed to 17 in college. His threes are down to 1.8 as opposed to 2.5. His steals are down at 0.3 as opposed to 1.1 in college. And that's pretty much it. Everything else is basically where I expected it to be. If I was to punt the field goal percentage category, if I go ahead and punted that field goal percentage category, kept the weighting of turnovers at 0.5, he is the 113th ranked player. So... Inside the top 120, not quite in the top 100, but again, much different to his 174th ranking that it would suggest he is absolutely a drop. So if you're punting field goal percentage, he still is providing decent enough value. In fact, beating the ranking that they had on Yahoo when I made that video. Um, and in the last month, in the last, two, sorry, in the last two weeks, he's the 94th ranked player. Uh, again, still only shooting 38.5% from the field. Again, in that punt, Free throw percentage uh, build, if I switch that one on in the last two weeks, he's the 74th ranked player, much closer to where I expected him to be. He's, again, still only averaging 38.5%, so if that reaches 41, 42%, and that 12.5 becomes 14.5, 15 points, that 1.83 comes 2.2, 2.3, then he is what I expected him to be. Am I as confident in that as I was before the season? Of course not. Would I have changed it if I knew he would start this way? Of course. But I still think that he is someone that's going to be a top 100 player when all is said and done. In a punt field goal percentage, I still think he can be a top 70 guy, top 75 guy from here onwards. Now, obviously, it's been bad up to this point, but what happens from now to the end of the season? That's what we need to focus on. And what happens from now... I still believe he is going to be a top 75 guy in a punt field goal percentage build, a top 100 player in non-category settings. And um, yeah, that's just what I think about him. It's an L, it's number one sleeper. Obviously, I was taking very much into the count that he was 137th ranked player on Yahoo. So uh, yeah, he was the 61st player in my rankings. I had obviously other guys like Vassell, Jamal Murray, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., Ben Simmons, Shea Gildas-Alexander, all ahead of him. But because of the difference in their ADPs and their rankings, I had him as my number one sleeper because he was getting drafted outside the 100 pick uh, in a lot of cases. So hopefully, if you have him, you've persisted with him, you took him, understanding the field goal percentage was going to be bad. I understand it's a lot worse than we hoped, but I still think, different to Jalen Smith, I hold out a, a fair bit more hope that Jabari Smith will be much better and will still be able to provide close enough to what I thought he would do in the previous, uh, in the preseason. So longer podcast today, guys. Thank you so much for listening and make sure you guys are subscribed. Let me know down in the comments below what your thoughts are and what you think I, uh, whether you disagree, whether or not some of those guys that I've given myself a W on in, you know, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. or Jamal Murray, if I was being maybe too kind to myself, if you think that uh, because I had the number one and two as big L's that that means that I'm an idiot or, or if you think that because I got most of them right that, you know, you still listen to me, let me know down below. I always appreciate your feedback guys. Um, make sure again you are subscribed. Give this video a big thumbs up. We've got uh, buy lows and sell highs coming later this week. And uh, again, make sure you give us a five-star rating on Apple iTunes. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Oi!